0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: Charles Barkley will join us to react to Nick Saban leaving college football coming up in about 12 minutes right here on ESPN Radio with Jake Asman. And for the ailing Amber Wilson, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. here on Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel 80. And we're bringing that Pro Football Hall of Famer to also react to Nick Saban leaving the game of football coming up in about 90 seconds. And get his thoughts on Green Bay and the Dallas Cowboys in a wild-card matchup. But Jake, uh, for people just tuning in, yes, Nick Saban has retired as the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Pete Carroll is no longer the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll is one of three head coaches to ever win a college football natty and a Super Bowl. The other two, Barry Switzer and Jimmy Johnson. You have what a you talk about a, an an unbelievable legendary day when it comes to coaching. That's today with Nick Saban and Pete Carroll both saying sayonara. One willingly, the other not so much.
2: About as crazy of a day as you'll find as far as coaching news goes. This has got to be number one. I mean, come on now, and and who knows? Maybe at this time tomorrow we're reacting to something that's going down in New England with Bill Belichick. Feels like that is still you know something that could happen in any any given moment but you you talk about Nick Saban I mean he's the greatest college coach of all time still at the height of his powers you and I talked about it earlier in the show he was one play away from potentially playing for another national championship this past Monday night in Houston and here he is after seven total national titles six at Bama He's walking away, and he's still a guy who obviously could coach at the highest of levels for a very long time, it appears.
1: 28 years in college football, has won at least 10 games in 16 straight seasons at at Alabama. I mean, seven national championships, six at Alabama. I mean, we can go on down the list. It's remarkable. So let's bring in a pro football Hall of Famer, a proud Florida State Seminole who now joins us and returns here to ESPN Radio, and that is Leroy Butler, uh, the great Green Bay Packer pro bowl and hall of fame safety for green bay uh before we get to packers and cowboys Leroy, what did nick saban mean to the game of college football
3: a guy that demanded excellence from his players on and off the field the brand of nick saban i mean he's gonna go down the go uh college football i mean if your kids you went to Alabama, you played in front of a lot of people and you played in front of a lot of champions, played for a lot of champions, especially in the skill position. There's more Alabama kids in the National Football League, you know, rival, any school. And, you know, because we always talk about after the season, like this dark Monday for, for, you know, people like Pete Carroll in the NFL. But when you go to college, I did not expect this. Uh, but I'm thinking that Jim Harbaugh gonna just take up all the oxygen when it comes to, cause he just won a championship for Michigan and shout out to uh, Charles Woodson and Desmond Howard, two of my brothers who played with the Packers. So it isn't shocking to me because when you say retiring, I was just like, to, cause there's some guys in, be honest with you. They're just football. They're football. There's, they're not going to go fishing or go traveling. It's about X and O, So it would be very interesting if you were to make money,
2: Leroy, obviously, when something like this happens, you as a former player, do you think back to all the memories that you've had and the lessons you learned from some of your favorite coaches? Because it feels like the entire sports world, the coaching community, everyone right now is sharing memories that they've experienced with Coach Saban, but does that bring something back to your playing days and your your days being around some of the great coaches in your career?
3: Oh, no question about it, Jake. If you think about the Mount Rushmore uh college, you know football, Nick Saban's right there. I mean, it's even if whatever era, because I think it's a, a Mount Rushmore for each era. You know, of course, you know I'm biased, but. Of you know, course, Bobby Bowles was on that Mount Rushmore, but if you take about as of the last decade. I mean, this guy recruiting great players. Uh, I mean, his so many guys have built their careers in Tuscaloosa I mean, and been put in front of audiences on a, a high level. But not only that, the recruiting part of it, where well, somebody like Nick David can go into a living room the dog and tell and to dad. I'm gonna make your son one of the most known and widely sought out the players once he leaves here. If that's gonna be mystic, I don't even know how you feel his shoes for what he brought to, you know, Alabama because when you go to the pros, you didn't have a lot of success. But when you get ever since he's been at Alabama, I mean they've been playing for big games, so I mean, it's, it's like a whoa moment. Where were you when this particular guy uh, retired? What were you doing? And what did you say?
1: Hey, but as we turn you loose, Leroy Butler, you know, Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer, NFL Hall of Famer, you know, one of the best safeties to play the game and a proud Florida State Seminole joining us here on ESPN Radio with Jake Asman. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. Uh Look, you, you've been a part of these Green Bay and Dallas playoff games. You, you've been there and done it. Yes. It's a young Green Bay team coming into Dallas where they've won 16 straight. What is that like as a young player going on the road in an NFL playoff game?
3: Sometimes when you're young, you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. But full disclosure, I'd like to thank C.D. Lamb. I'd like to thank Dak and the Dallas defense for helping me win my fantasy league. (laughs) Um Because you got to be fair in this stuff, right? <laughs> Mike McCarthy, the Packers fired him with four games ago. He still may be at one point saying to himself, you know what? Didn't Miami hang 70 on Denver? i like to do that there, too. But the problem with that is, guys, these young guys who nobody can name without going to the internet, they don't care about that, and they haven't an experienced the Mike McCarthy area. That's why they made it. I told Matt LaFleur, you should win the Nobel Peace Prize for getting into the playoffs because you won with a bunch of receivers and you traded away your Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame wide receiver, and you got a first-year quarterback and you still made it. This is truly amazing what he's done. So these young guys, they're going to go to AT&T Stadium and they're going to say, you know what, we belong here. And we like that it's up against the world. And they looked at tape when the and they know Cowboys average forty at home and undefeated at home. But they also seen them lose to people like Arizona. So they're going to look at the film. They're going to be excited. And Jordan Love is looking forward to the opportunity to get into his first playoff.
1: Leroy, we always appreciate the time. Thank you so much for the insight, man, and best of the fam. We greatly appreciate you joining us here on ESPN Radio. Anytime, my brother. Go Pack. That's my man. Hey, Delaroy Butler joining us here on on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Sirius XM Channel 80. Coming up next, in case you are just tuning in, Nick Saban has retired as a head coach of Alabama. One of his best friends is Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley reacts to that news live next here on ESPN
0: Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better.
1: Slow reporting Nick Saban retiring from the great game of college football I'm Ian Fitzsimmons with Jake Asman here on ESPN radio the ESPN app Series XM channel 80 and a SEC legend an, a basketball hall of famer and a diehard football fan joins us now and a good friend of Nick Saban's he's an Auburn legend and a friend of ours Charles Barkley returns here to ESPN radio and and Chuck I will never forget The first time Alabama was playing Auburn with Nick Saban as their head coach. I'm at WJOX in Birmingham with our good friend Lance Taylor. We have you on our pregame show. You're driving to the game in Tuscaloosa. And I asked you a very simple question. What's it like right now being an Auburn fan with Mike Shula out and Nick Saban in? And your answer, do you remember what it was?
4: I think I said the day Michael Jackson died, the day Elvis died, and the day the Alabama got rid of Mike Shula the three worst days in my life. <laughs> That's it. There it is. And, like, woo. and
1: then the hire Nick Saban, man. You are you are a die hard college football fan. In your opinion, what has he meant to the great game of 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 arguably your favorite sport?
4: Well, he's the greatest coach uh by far. Uh he's the he's the goat. I don't think anybody else is in the conversation. I mean, because you have to factor in, let's be realistic. those from back in the day, but you have to factor in segregation. You have to factor in scholarship limitations. And the biggest factor in, you have to uh, factor in guys leaving college early. You know, back in Bear Bryant's days, and you know Bud—I forget Bud's name—at uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska,
1: you Bud know, Wilkinson.
4: guys had to. Yeah, you know, Bud Wilkinson, who had like a six-game winning streak, those guys had to stay in college for four years. So, Coach Saban, you know, he's the greatest coach ever. I got nothing but admiration and respect for him. You know, I just read the tweet from Deion Sanders. I think he said it best. Man, we knew really, and I said this earlier this year. I said, How in the world do we screw up college football? You know, I love the NFL, but college football is, you know, growing up in Alabama and being an Auburn grad, you know, college football is my thing. I mean, I love the NFL, but college football is my thing. But what kind of society are we that we've screwed up the sport so much that we run? And Deion and said, He says, We probably need to look in the mirror. We ran the goat out of the game. And, you know, there's a sadness there because it's really true. You know, I've been saying this for the last couple years. Like, what are we doing with college sports? Yeah. Uh, And we have totally screwed it up. We got those boneheads from the NCAA. They're total boneheads. I mean, you go back in, in the last X amount of years, you know, a guy gets an extra pair of shoes. We suspended him. A guy goes to dinner with the wrong person. We suspended him. And now the players revolted and rightfully so. They're like, wait a minute. Y'all got to give us something now. But now it is – I would say it's a wild, wild west, but I would be doing a disservice to the wild, wild west. No doubt.
1: So so having said that, and Charles Barkley here with us is a great friend of Nick Saban's. If you are just tuning in, Chris Love reporting. Nick Saban retiring as a head coach at Alabama at the age of 72 with – what seven national championships, six at Alabama? I know it's you know just still makes your skin crawl, Chuck. But but he is
4: uh, well not yeah. only and, and the thing that what's really amazing about Coach Saban, to be honest with you, Ian, like his worst years, he lost two games. You know, one of the reasons I hate Alabama fans is like they're like, we went ten and two, we lost in overtime to a team that was better than us. You know, Michigan was the best team in college football this year. Alabama gave them their toughest game. They lost in overtime. And Alabama fans are like, it's the end of the world. We lost two games. You go back and look at Coach Saban's career. He he won the six championships at Alabama, and obviously the one at LSU. But his other years, he lost either in the playoffs or they lost two games. If that's not true greatness... We don't even know what greatness is because, you know, a lot of guys, when they lose, they lose like five or six games. His worst years, he's you are know, like, wait, they lost two games. And the Alabama fans are such jerks. They're like, man, <laughs> we stink. I'm like, gosh, y'all lost two games. <laughs> they, that's how great this guy was, man. And we're never going to see anything like it again. We're never going to see anything like it again in a in a short period of time, and I, I, I and there's a like even though he's at Alabama, there's a certain sadness because if you like sports, which you know, and I love sports so much because sports have given me every single thing in my life. Yep, you know everything, and I'm like, I just watched greatness, I just watched flat out greatness for the last few years, and it was an honor and a privilege. And I'm going to tell you why I like this guy so much. He's asked me to speak to the team twice. He asked me one time to talk to them about competition. And then the one thing, the reason I really got a lot of admiration and respect for this guy, when all the stuff was going on with George Floyd and things like that, he asked me to come speak to his black players about he says, you know, I'm a 60 some year old white guy. I have no idea what it's like to be black. And this guy, who at, at my arts my enemy, I might add, says, hey, and you talk to any Alabama players or coaches, they're like, damn, man, he really cares about us as players. But for him to take the time to call me and say, hey, come please talk to my players what it's like to be black with all this George Floyd stuff going on, it meant the world to me. It meant the world to me, Ian. and ever since then, I said, "Yo, man, I'm always on the speed dial. If you ever need anything from me, because that really meant a lot to me."
1: How, how rare is that? And Charles Barkley, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to ever play any sport, and, and a dear friend of Nick Saban's, reacting to Nick Saban leaving the great game of college football, according to Chris Lowe's reporting that he is retiring. Joining us here on ESPN Radio, well, I mean, when you when you what you just said right there, Chuck and we've known each other damn near 30 years now, man. I mean, that that relationship, and you have a ton of unique relationships. What does that relationship right there mean from your arch-rivals head coach who puts you in misery so many years, right, outside the kick-six and a few others? But to have that yeah, unique he, relationship, he, that kinship, what's that mean to you, man?
4: Well, because, you know, Uh, 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 Unfortunately, like a lot of these fools from Alabama, my life doesn't revolve around how good Alabama and Auburn does in football. Right. You know, one of the reasons I love Bruce Pearl, he graduates all his players. Listen, I want Auburn to be great in basketball and football, but what I really care about, I want these young black men, young black men to go to college for four years, get an education. You know, the, the the thing I hate about college sports the most is we spend all our time trying to appease the less than 1% who are going to go on to play pro. They see, that's the thing that drives me crazy. We've changed the whole system right now to appease 1%, less than 1%. There's less than 1% going to go pro in any of these sports. But we have broken the whole college model because a bunch of guys, well, a very few guys who, like, yeah, they probably were getting screwed uh, by the system, to be honest with you. because they weren't getting paid what they deserved. Right. But let's be realistic. Less than 1% of these guys are going to go to the pros. But we have changed the entire system, and now we can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. And I don't know how this thing is going to end because these players are never going to go back to not making any money. And I have no problem with that, but we have blown up the entire system to appease less than 1%. And I don't know. I don't know how this, you know, I don't know how this movie is going to end because now it's just, it is between the transport portal and us paying guys, millions and millions of dollars a year i just don't know how this bad movie is gonna end and and, and there's a certain sadness with that because uh I, because I, I, like i say most of these kids who are black going to college uh, uh, getting a free education is a really big deal you know i know a lot of people in who are really successful who are still paying back college loans who are really successful
1: yep Amen. And then
4: I hate when and I hate when guys who are successful on television say, Well they're not giving these kids anything. I say, Well, first of all, the system was broken, I'll admit that. But to say in a guy getting a free education is nothing, I like I don't agree with that. I really don't. Like I say, the system wasn't fair. I'll be the first to admit that. But for guys who are really, really successful to get on T V and say well, we're just screwing these kids. Everybody's making money except the players. I said, well, there's some truth to that. But getting a free education and getting out of college after four years and don't have any bills, I think a lot of people would go for that deal. Look,
1: There's no doubt about it. Uh, Charles, if you can, uh, please, man, we, we have a lot more to get into with you when it comes to Nick Saban and the state of college athletics, not just college football but college athletics. So, uh, I mean, we appreciate you hanging on as we are presented in part by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit progressivecommercial.com. Jake, quick thought, uh, as Chuck has agreed, to, to hang on with us here, and, and we'll come back in about four minutes with with Charles Barkley. Uh, but Jake, yeah, your, your thoughts so far on what you've heard as far as the person that, from a rival, right, with Chuck and Nick Saban and their friendship, to the state of college athletics. I mean, it's a ton to try and, and continue to get into with Chuck.
2: In a way, isn't it amazing? And doesn't it speak to the greatness of Nick Saban and his ability to connect with players and coaches and people he's interacted with that him and Charles Barkley, of all people, have this great relationship, have this great friendship, two guys with completely different upbringings, different careers, Rival different schools. lifestyle choices, rivals Auburn, Alabama. I mean, come on. It's it's It just, I think, speaks volumes about just who Nick Saban was as a, as, a, as a person, still is, but why he was able to connect with so many people and have the success that he's had.
1: If you are just tuning in again, uh, Nick Saban retiring as the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. He has won at least 10 games in 16 straight seasons at Alabama. Seven total national championships, one at LSU, six at Alabama. Uh, a remarkable 28-year career as a college football head coach. And one of his good friends is from a rival school in Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley continues to react to Nick Saban's retirement in the state of college athletics right here with Jake Asman. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on
0: ESPN Radio.
1: With Jake Asman, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM channel 80. Uh, Jake, good enough to sit in for the ailing Amber Wilson. And, and Chuck, again, thank you so much for uh, for sticking around. Um, continuing with our conversation about Nick Saban, uh, retiring from Alabama, in case you are just tuning in, Pete Carroll Dunn is the head coach at Seattle, Al- uh, Alabama's head coach Nick Saban after 28 years as a college football coach, 17 The last 17 at Alabama, he is done, retiring, six natties at Alabama, one at LSU. How much do you think, Charles, and and you kind of were just talking about this before we went to break, for people just tuning in, uh, about NIL and the portal and everything else involving college athletics. How much do you believe that NIL and the portal, basically free agency in college athletics, led to Nick Saban saying, you know what, I'm done?
4: Well, Number one, I haven't talked to Coach Sabin. I'm probably going to send him a nice text tonight. I want to be, I want to be, let all the smoke, because I want him to make sure that I say what he means to me and how great he's been to me. And I haven't talked to him. I want to make that clear. But there's no doubt in my mind NIL and the transport portal has something to do with it. Uh, There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I think. because man, this thing is bad now, and it's probably it's probably only gonna get worse because of the playoff now. Because you know, you only had to beat four teams; you had to beat one of four teams. Now you to they are going to beat, add more teams, but you're probably gonna have to. Because uh, you know, me and Erna had this conversation on our podcast. First of all, I think they got to shorten the football season because these kids, they asked them to play two or three more football games. It's not fair to their bodies. It's not fair to their bodies. So you probably going to have to shorten the regular season. So man, it's only going to get harder to win the championship going forward. But the NCAA, I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. Like you can't have these kids playing three extra football games a year. It's not fair to those kids' bodies. So, I, like I said, I'm talking. I don't know. But I think if Coach Saban was honest with me and with everybody, this thing that I hear has gotten so out of hand. Uh, you know, paying college kids millions of dollars, millions of dollars, in, and it's crazy. It's crazy. And... just. And I have no problem if a kid go to a college, you take care of him. But to pay kids $1 million to come to your school, what if they can't play? <laughs> you know, what yeah. if they can't play? Yeah. I mean, you have to factor that in, like, well, I'm going to give this kid $2 million, $3 million to come to my school. What if he can't play? I mean, I think all these are factors. And it doesn't surprise me. It won't surprise me as more colleges. Because once you kind of won and you don't want to go through the headache or the hassle, I can see more great coaches walking away. I can, I, I really can. Because to go have to, in, in, the number one, give a high school kid man's of dollars and to re-recruit your players. That's, talking to college coaches who are friends of mine, that's probably the toughest thing they're going through. Not only am I out on the, on the trail trying to recruit, I got to recruit my own players after every season. So, man, it is so, it's, it like I say, it is the wild, wild west out here right now. And uh, I think Coach Saban, if he was honest, he'd say, you know what, I'm not doing this crap every year anymore. I'm the greatest coach ever. And it's only going to get wilder and harder to win more every year. And I don't want to deal with that every year. I had the greatest college coaching career ever. I'm going to go sit on the beach with Miss Terry. That's what I think, honestly, he said.
1: Chuck, as we turn you loose, and we've kept you too long, man, but I I truly embrace our friendship, and I can't thank you enough for being here or reacting to the news that Chris Lowe reporting, Nick Saban, your, your good friend, a guy I've known as well. Uh, Nick Saban retiring from uh, the college football as the head coach of Alabama. On that note, Jim Harbaugh has a decision to make. Do you stay at Michigan or do you go to the NFL? I think I know your answer. Oh,
4: he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Here Well, because, as I said earlier, the NCAA are boneheads. They're total boneheads. You know, they suspended him for having an inappropriate recruit like, wait a minute! You can if you're trying to recruit, you do whatever you can to get these players. You don't suspend Harbaugh for recruiting violations. Now the sign stealing thing, everybody's stealing signs. Uh, stealing signs, excuse me. But see, that's the kind of, that's actually a perfect example. Like he had an illegal recruiting visit. Like y'all gonna suspend him for having illegal recruiting visits? I mean, come on, man. During COVID, nine you out know, of ten
1: schools were having those same visits. But go ahead, yes, continue.
4: And I and I guarantee you, everybody's recruiting illegally. Like, well, you can only call a guy three times. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna call that guy ten times if I get him to come to my school. You know, the, the of so, stallion
1: stuff was different, it, Chuck. That that went to a whole nother level, bro.
4: But again, it, it did. It did. But but do you want to deal with that? Do you want to? Well, first of all, you have to factor in, you know, Jim Harbaugh probably saying like, I'm not paying guys millions of dollars to come to my school, uh, you know, you that, you know, for, forget the NCAA for a second, you know, they they suspended him for sign sale, stealing, illegal recruiting because he called somebody, had dinner with the wrong recruit. Now you have to factor in NIL. No nah, man, I'm gonna go to the NFL. I'm gonna make more money. I don't have to deal with the NCAA. Yeah, I think it's, it's, he won the championship. Why deal with the NCAA anymore? No, I think he's gone to the NFL. And he's going to have his choice of jobs. What should my daughter do? I mean, she
1: got in Alabama and Auburn. I mean, what, what do we got now?
4: Well, listen, uh, you know, people who go to Auburn, <laughs> we love Auburn. People who – and I mean that sincerely. People you know how hard it, to it is to get into Auburn now? Kansas you got to have a
1: 4.2. Chuck, you got to have a – you, you, look – you gotta have a four point two to get in. Obviously, she gets the brains from me.
4: Hey, let me tell you something. First of all, she got your brains. It's a two point four. You're just looking at the numbers backwards. It's a two point four. <laughs> you got kids. If she's got Kitty's brain, it's a four point two. Hey, listen. Let me tell you something. If your if your daughter want to go to Auburn, I can hook her up. Okay. I,
1: I know you can. That's only because you right, love listen, my wife more than me, but that's another story. There we go. right?
4: There. Yeah, I do, but I'm telling tell you something. Listen, uh, Auburn is very difficult to get in. It is? Well, let me tell you something. As much money as I give Auburn, they better let your daughter in if she wants to go to Auburn. Trust she me. got in. Yeah, she's in. Oh, it's she a, got in? Yeah. Well, listen, let me tell you something. It's a great school. It's, uh, it's great academically. You know, we're excited about our future with Coach Freeze. Man, it's gonna be. I will tell you this: the next, the next few days with this Alabama thing are gonna be fascinating. Mm-hmm. If they're gonna, because like uh, every like, come on, man! That the, regardless, that job is wow. <laughs> that that's a wow job. You know, that's like UCLA basketball, Kentucky basketball, the New York Yankees. You know, uh, I'm trying to think, how many jobs out there, like, when they call, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't care how successful I am. I got to look at that job. If, if if you're a baseball manager, if the Yankees call, you're like, yeah, you take that phone call. You know, I mean, there are very few jobs where you're like, I don't care where you at. You're like, oh, I got to take a look at that job. Alabama, so listen, as much as I hate them, you got to take that phone call. Even if you got a good job right now, you still have to take like, oh, man, the Alabama job is open. I mean, that's, that's a real thing. You've got to take a look at that job. No matter how successful you are at other schools, you've got to take the Alabama phone call. You do. You have to, plain and simple.
1: No doubt. And whoever the successor is, it's going to be a remarkable ride, man, to to follow the legend in Nick Saban. Chuck, we kept you too long, man. Thank you so much for your time at this hour, and and we greatly appreciate your friendship, man. Thank you so much.
4: Hey, brother. You know I love you, man. You be safe. You take care of yourself. Now I'm going to go celebrate and get really drunk, and then Saban's gone.
1: (laughs) You kill me, man. I'm going to get really drunk, and Saban's gone. That, 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 God bless you. Charles Barkley here with us on ESPN Radio with Jake Asman. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Jake, he, he, he started it with, and I, I, I will never forget it, the first Iron Bowl with Alabama and Auburn. Nick Saban as the head coach, and he phones in when I'm doing a, the local show all those years, 17 years ago, at WJOX with Lance Taylor uh, on the round table. And he says, This is like the day Michael Jackson died, Elvis died, and he threw in another one. I can't remember the, the third. And all of a sudden now, you fire Mike and you hire Nick Saban, the worst day of my life. Right? I mean, and then he throws that in at the end, it comes full circle. That's only Charles Barkley. I can sum it up in that way. But a lot of interesting insight from a former player, right, as to the state of college athletics.
2: It's changed. And obviously, Charles Barkley played at Auburn a very long time ago. But you go back even three, four years, hell, go back even two years, Ian. I mean, this is a different world. It's, a, you know, the Wild Wild West. It's been coined a lot. You heard Charles talk about that in your conversation with him. It's it's not the same, and Nick Saban, I think, got to a point in his life where at age 72, with seven national titles, six at Alabama, maybe he just had enough, and there's nothing wrong with that. He he could keep going if he wanted to, but maybe he finally said, you know what, I want to enjoy some time with my family. I don't want to go through having to recruit my own players every year. now. I don't want to deal with the transfer portal, and maybe –
1: I think that's the biggest part, man. You heard Shane Beamer, if you you are just tuning in, folks, Shane Beamer, head coach of South Carolina, joined us about an hour ago, and, and we asked him that question, right? And he said, man, I'm not speaking for him, but it's not easy. It's a different world. You're having to not just recruit your own team every day, but high school, JUCO, and you're having to go poach your friend's team for his players because if you don't do it, Somebody else is going to go get your friends' players on
2: another team and come beat you with them. You have no downtime. Uh, Maybe Nick Saban was finally like, what do I have to prove at this point? And, look, good for him. It's it's a testament to his greatness that he's been able to last as long as he's been able to last, still obviously coaching at the highest of levels. I mean, here he is, inches away from having a chance to win an eighth national title uh, in Houston if Alabama was able to get by Michigan in the Rose Bowl. They were that close. Well, by the way, where Jake still is. He's still in Houston, uh, uh, still at the national
1: championship. I got out yesterday. He's still there. Uh, (laughs) He might need progressive insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and and great pay and benefits? Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Closing ceremonies are on deck, including just a crazy night in college athletics and the dominoes. When it comes to the college coaching carousel, saving out, where might Alabama be looking? We've got a name for you and a plane tracker already being tracked. And it goes out west. Details next here on ESPN Radio.
5: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, get constant contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth.
0: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: We have a ton to unpack tonight before we get to Q Myers and Emmett Golden coming up on game night here on ESPN Radio. They'll be following Jake Asman, who's in for the ailing Amber Wilson. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM XM Channel 80. Busy night. Albert Breer, MMQB.com, NFL Insider, here with us on the, on the future of Phil Belichick, Also, Nick Saban. I mean, you name it. Buckeye Breer is dialed in. Charles Barkley, Shane Beamer. Uh, Go on down the list of of guests that have joined us when it comes to you know. Brock Heward, the the future, Reese Davis uh, as far as college football and who's replacing Nick Saban, the legacy that Saban has left behind. Now, Jake, uh, let's go backwards first and then we'll look forward. When it comes to... Saban and what he did, to me, one of the most impressive things is that he evolved with the times. Uh, Bud Wilkinson did not have to deal with the NIL and the portal, right, when he was the head coach at Oklahoma and had the longest win streak in the history of college football, right? I mean, he, what Saban has done, evolving with the times, has been nothing short of spectacular. Six titles, right, in 12 years at the as a in 17 seasons as a head coach at Alabama, 28 overall as a head coach, you know six at Alabama, seven overall. I mean, he's never had a losing season. Never. It, what he's done and been able to adapt and overcome has been nothing short of remarkable, going from ground and pound to, okay, you know what? I can't do that anymore, so I'm going to bring in guys like Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian to run an offense that – can adapt, and, and still be able to recruit high-flying players. That is part of the greatness of Nick Saban, being able to adapt and and evolve as a head coach.
2: Ian, think about this. Alabama had more players drafted in the first round than Nick Saban had losses at Alabama. 44 players in round one, 29 losses at Alabama. I, I mean, you're talking wow. about one of the greatest coaches in all of sports – but to me, clearly the greatest college football coach of all time because of what you said, his ability to win in the different eras he coached in, his, ab- his ability to evolve from ground and pound to airing it out, hiring so many great coaches along the way and being able to really beat all of them for the most part, just never relenting and still in his now final season, still going to the college football playoff, winning another SEC title, and coming so close to playing for another national title, if Nick Saban wanted the coach for another five years, I wouldn't doubt that during those five years he'd figure it out and still have Alabama being one of the best teams in college football. He's that special of a coach. You know what's crazy, man,
1: is watching him when I had him earlier this year against Mississippi State. He's so fiery and so competitive. He needs coaching like you and I need oxygen. That's a line that Reese Davis gave us two hours ago, right? And he to 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 see the news that he's he's walking away. I mean, God bless you. I mean, what he's given to the game, and what he gave to the game, and how much he loves the game. I'll never forget a story he told me about growing up in in West Virginia in the mines, right? You know, and in, in by the coal mines. And he said he got a, a D in music, and his dad took him down the mine. It's the only time he ever went down. And he has the utmost respect for everybody who went in those mines. His grandfather, his dad, you know, his father-in-law, his grandfather-in-law. And he went 527 feet. Not 525. Not 530. 527. And his dad told him, this is where you're going to end up. If you don't get your belief together and study and hit the books and study hard. And that's when he realized, you know what? I got my bleep together. That was in junior high, and here he is now a one of the greatest college football coach ever. And it's those moments that he remembers, right? His record, uh of of you know just not five twenty five, not five five hundred twenty seven feet, right? That that's what makes him so unbelievable. And part of the reason I do believe that he's he's leaving now, it may, it, I don't think it's health for him, you know, but NIL, the portal, all, all the chaos. We talked to Shane Beamer, head coach of South Carolina, about this very thing. Here's Shane Beamer about an hour ago when it comes to the change of coaching and what it entails when it comes to NIL and the portal and possibly having a decision and Nick Saban saying, you know what, I'm done and what he went on to say, and obviously we don't have that, that clip, Jake, is yeah, it, it may be, it may have gone into it, right? But it's different, man. You have to recruit your own roster. You have to go and not just recruit high school, but your own roster and your friends' roster. And it's not fun. It's hard. And for a guy who's done it as much as he has, did that have some way into his decision? Maybe. He, Shane wasn't saying
2: he has any knowledge of it, but is it possible? Sure it is. No doubt. And now imagine Nick Saban decides to retire. Who's getting that job? I mean, it's going to move fast. at college football All recruiting right, well, going we go. on. Yeah, we know Shane good. Beaver's recruiting now. So, Ian, who's going to get that job? That's the biggest question in the sport I mean, moving forward.
1: These two guys are going to hate me for bringing their names up, but I know who I would go after. And there is little doubt in my mind that Nick Saban did not have – two names, forget three, two names given to Greg Byrne, the athletic director at Alabama. And that's Kalen DeBoer and Dan Lanning. Those are my names, right, that I'm giving. But Dan Lanning was a GA at Alabama, Kirby Smart's defensive coordinator at at Georgia, now the head coach at Oregon. Kalen DeBoer, I just love to death. I love both these guys. They're going to hate me for bringing their names up. I'm not saying those are the names that, that, that Saban gave them. Those are two I would be looking at. What a night.